You're listening to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. All right, today Tim and I are talking about death and dying in midlife crisis. Join us for an amazing conversation. So, Constantine, what's um, what, what's been coming up in the in the therapy room for you lately? What's what's been a big topic of discussion? Uh, that's a, that's a really good question because uh, I, I was thinking about that myself. And you know, when we do our uh, peer supervision, I'm always trying to figure out what's a, what's a good topic to cover. And one mm-hmm. thing that I've noticed that's been coming up. You know, traditionally, I think a lot of people think of uh, midlife crises as somebody from maybe in their late 40s, early 50s, sort of all of a sudden you're thinking about a red car or some sort of, (laughs) some sort of, um, uh, you know, kind of try to get yourself feeling better about your life circumstance. But uh, what I've been noticing is that people are having these um, moments of clarity, I would say, or another way of saying crises. Um, earlier and earlier. Hmm. And hmm. a lot of the younger folk, you know, maybe even mid to late 20s, are either saying their job is not sustainable, they're, uh, they're either feeling overwhelmed, maybe not satisfied. And the easy go to is to say, wow, I'm having some sort of a crisis. Uh, which which I totally hear because it is a crisis. It is something that, that you're experiencing and then you're having a hard time managing. So in that way, it absolutely is. But something came to me recently when I was speaking with somebody and and, and the way he kind of positioned it, I really liked. And I'm actually going to borrow what he said to some degree is because you could see it as a problem. You could mm-hmm. see it. Oh, what I'm doing is not sustainable. How do I figure out? How do I kind of push through this? Do I need some coping skills? Do I need like therapy? Which is obviously a great place to explore what's going on. But 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 the way kind of it seemed to me was it's really an opportunity, a time to reconsider and craft new experiences as you move forward in your life. So it's almost like a gift of time where you could look at what you're doing and is it really in line with certain things that you value? Because I know I could speak for myself and Tim, potentially that's also true of you, uh, is that sometimes you just get like momentum doing the same thing over and over again. And when it doesn't reach, that that element doesn't reach the space of feeling overwhelmed, we just like go on our merry way doing the same thing throughout our life. So to Mm -hmm. me, Actually, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you are burning out, you could either turn to drugs, alcohol, or other things to manage it, or my hope would be to be able to look at it as this is a gift of time where you can reposition or craft your life experiences in different ways. Yeah. So, so it's sort of like, um, you know, like I, I feel like it, it's so easy for us to just kind of like keep our heads down and like day in day out kind of do like the same thing over and over and over again and just be focusing on the next thing that we need to do and you know they they, they call these like midlife or quarter life crises but it i like the spin and, and and like the reframe that you're talking about here where it's sort of like that's not necessarily a crisis that's sort of like i guess like the way that i'm hearing it is a little bit of a wake-up call yeah, right? yeah. Um, it, it it brings our attention to our reality and then that that that, that therefore gives us an opportunity to sort of like look and reflect and think about it and game plan a little bit. It's kind of like exactly. opening our eyes a little bit, yeah? Exactly. That's that, that's exactly how I see it. And sometimes it's, um, 
you know how um, in in some in some circles they talk about you have to hit rock bottom. So to me, in a way, this could be mm-hmm. seen as such. You're really getting to a place where this is not sustainable and this doesn't work. And maybe this is not something that you want to make work. Maybe this is yeah. an opportunity to change, right? Like to examine, and that's what we do. Uh, at least I try to do with some of my clients. Is like, are we? Are you really living up to your value and what you really want? Obviously, this is not a call for everybody to quit their jobs and move to Montana, you know, and fish all day. That this is not really a call for that, but it is a call to be able to notice what areas of your life you're not really living to what you want to be doing. Uh, is it potentially? Yeah, people switch careers all the time. I'm speaking yeah. to several people right now that are in their late twenties, mm-hmm. early thirties early 40s, late 40s are shifting because they've been realizing that, wait a second, and I think you, Tim, you have a lot to say on this. Hold on a second. Life is, uh, although as they say, it's short and long at the same time, but we always end in the same way. So Mm -hmm. if I have the next 40, 50, 60, whatever years I got left, what am I actually doing here? And if we don't have that crisis, then you're just gonna mom- use the same momentum until you die, and then where's the fun in that? Yeah, and it's just it's it's totally mundane and boring and bleak exactly. and dull and yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. And, and so, well, I, I I guess I should say, you know, not I I I don't want to make the case that like we must have a you know a quarter or midlife crisis, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's something to be said about it, right? Like, you know, I I think that we we should all really be like opening our eyes a little bit more. You know, I I I feel like everyone, you know, not everyone, but it's so easy for people to get caught into the trap of just like, ah, gotta make it till Friday or right. Saturday, right? And then they sort of like work hard through the week, and then they get this perceived relief on the weekends, like oh, I made it. And then Sundays are so awful right, because you right. have to go to work the next day, and it's right. just this sort of like very mundane sort of. Um, our mind is always in the future right. about just like the next little quote unquote break that we get. And like, really, I don't know. I, I, I speak to a lot of folks like that mm. and, and I say, man, like how, how boring and how kind of bleak <laughs> is that? Right? right. And, and I don't know. I mean, I think it might be a little more comfortable just to kind of continue to do that week in and week out, but like really like where, where's the fulfillment, where's the enjoyment out of that? And sometimes I think, you know, I don't know where it comes from, but but somewhere in our mind, our, our psychology, something like a red flag goes up and we say, wait, and that's a, actually kind of a scary experience. But I don't to, to your point before, I don't think I don't think that that it should be seen as a scary experience. That's the hope. And I know you sort of integrate uh, kind of death and dying into this. I know that might sound a little <laughs> somber and bleak, but uh, get dark. What, yeah. What, what are your kind of what are your thoughts on that? Um well, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I, I think it goes hand in hand, right? Like, I think that we should all be in touch with our, or with our mortality. You know, I mean, it's, it's the, the same for every single thing on this planet. Like right. everything dies, you will die, I will die. And that's a really uncomfortable thing to think about, right? Like all of your loved ones, everything that you know, like, it, like we will die. Right. <laughs> we hate, 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 hate thinking about that because, you know, at our core, you know, our, our most primal feeling is uh, fear and anxiety from the fear of dying, the, the, the death instinct, a lot of people call it. 
well, well the, 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 whatever you get my point. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's a very, very uncomfortable thing. And so we avoid it at all costs. Right. Right. And I think that there's a big problem with that because if we're not kind of focused on the fact that, you know, every day is, is a gift, you know, one day this life will end and we're just, we're having this like unconscious belief that like whatever we're doing is just going to go on forever. Right. And we do not take advantage of that at all. Right. And then we get into the mundane, just like, uh, just, just doing what we need to do, keeping our head down, just like getting by, getting through and we're not enjoying anything. Yeah. And I, I feel like that, that that's just such a waste. Um, I'm, I'm ranting a little bit here, but, but no, there's no. always one, one story that I tell, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, years ago I had someone come in and I'll call her Susie and I'll say, um, Hey Susie, how you doing? She says, not good. And I said, why? And she said, my aunt died. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I, I said, when and she said yesterday, I was like, Oh my gosh. And, and I knew that her aunt was like a mother figure to her. Right? Mm-hmm. And one of the first things she said was, you know, I feel so silly right now. And I, I was confused. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, earlier in the day yesterday, I was, I was so frustrated and I was so upset about my landlord because he was giving me a hard time about like my patio furniture on the patio. And, mm-hmm. and I was about to go over to it and I, and I was so angry and it was all encompassing. And it was the only thing that I could think of. And then my aunt passed away. And then I thought to myself, how, how ridiculous is it that I get so worked up and so mm-hmm. invested and so emotional about these things that don't matter and something huge like this can happen. And, you know, I just live my entire life, like not even thinking about it. And it kind of like from that moment on, you know, I, I, I really came to the, to the conclusion that thinking about death and dying, it's an extremely sobering experience and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it, and it's extremely uncomfortable and extremely scary. But I think that drawing our attention to it leads us to see things so much differently. We, we reframe the way that we're thinking about things. We, we appreciate so much more and <sighs> yeah, I, I think there's just so much benefit to it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's just, it made me think when when you were speaking about kind of uh, allowing and inviting difficult circumstances into our life um, so that we can grow that appreciation of Mm -hmm. life. You know how they say that people who've gone through disasters or significant illnesses, right? They have this different qualitative appreciation of life that most people don't. You know, so to me, kind of thinking about it, and what one of the exercises uh, <clears throat> that I always like to ask people who are kind of maybe don't have a specific direction in life or maybe struggling with that is write your own eulogy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a common practice to ask that because it really highlights and and I try to amp that up a little. Not only try to write your eulogy, who's going to be saying it? Mm-hmm. Who's there? Yep. What's the dynamic around it? Right, like just so that you could envision what your value is here and then tying it into like, well, are you living according to that? And again, I really want to preface it by saying like, this is not a call (laughs) to like quit everything and move away. But can you create small instances where you are living closer to that? Um, Oftentimes is the eulogy, and this is where this level of authenticity comes in. If being important and making a lot of money and being able to be um, like a CEO of a company is your thing, I think that's great. If you want to be kind to your kids, I think that's great. I think the beautiful part about you, there's no right, right or wrong thing. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. feel like it's an exercise of morality. This is not an exercise of ethics or morality. This is an exercise. What's meaningful to you? Yeah. Um, and 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 that sort of exercise. Sometimes people look at me like, "Wait a second. So I'm dead. I don't care." No, this is not about dead and not being <laughs> cared. This is about <laughs> you know creating some sort of a value system that you can incorporate into your daily life. And these sort of crises that we have are a gift and opportunity to start thinking about these things. Yeah. And um, so I oftentimes ask people to do the same thing too. And I get a lot of confused looks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, it, it does sound a little weird, um, but super, super, super powerful. Um, one, um, one, one person, he came back to me and he said, um, he's like, he's like, you know, it, it made me think of a quote and uh, and this was like kind of something mm-hmm. that that he was struggling with, and he said, you know, I, and I forget who said the quote, um, but he said, you know, there, there there's never a U-Haul truck uh, following a hearse, mm-hmm. meaning you know he ah, had, it's a good one, yeah. And I wish I know who actually said the quote. I should probably Google it and find mm-hmm. it, but whatever. Um, you know, his his you know, like 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 a big thing. Like he was so um like focused on like money and success and like and mm-hmm. like acquiring mm-hmm. so much and by doing the eulogy exercise like he realized that like he really didn't value the stuff mm-hmm. and he spent x amount of years of his life just like like focusing on that mm-hmm. and by doing that exercise he sort of and and by you know having that quote somewhere in the back of his head all that came up and he found a whole lot more meaning in his life mm-hmm. um and he didn't make a make a complete change, right? It's not like he like he quit his job, but he really had a had a different reframe or or, or perspective on what he does, how he does, why he does it, and all of that sort of stuff, which was a hugely amazing experience. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure. And and again, this is this conversation is isn't really about you know money and the value of money and and what it does. Maybe we we could save it for a different mm-hmm. conversation. But the idea is value. Right, it creates mm-hmm. opportunities. So, if that allows an individual to spend more time with their kids or their loved ones, or pursue a passion that they want, more power to them. Yeah. You know, it's really about just getting really in touch, or allowing yourself to get in touch with that other part of ourselves that we might have lost, um, you know, along the way by doing the daily grind. Yep, yep. And I think, um, you know, I think. It's beneficial for everyone. I mean, I, I, have, I have these conversations a lot, but I, I think it's very beneficial to, to kind of like check and see like where our head is at on, on any given day. You mm-hmm. know, um, I think it's very easy for our head to be in the future. I think right. it's very easy for our head to be in the past. And um, well, I mean, it's not a clinical problem that it is, but, you know, I've, I've had many conversations with people who all they can focus on is the future right? and they can't really focus on the amazing things that are happening right now. And I've had conversations with people who have been focusing on the future for their whole lives. Right now they're in their like fifties and sixties and they look back and they say, what the hell was I doing? Right. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I think kind of like bringing our attention to these like quote unquote like midlife crisis crises or or you know like like thinking about death and dying and thinking about our own mortality. You know, I, I think it really brings our mind back to the right here, right now. Looking right. looking in the mirror, looking at where like where you're standing, what you're doing, and getting back in touch with 
what's extremely important for you. And Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity today, tomorrow, the next day to make those great, good, positive changes that actually allow us to feel fulfilled and, and, and all of those fantastic things that we want to have in this life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's, it's very true. And you know, another thing that I was thinking when you were saying about how you speak to people about thinking about the future, I just, Uh a couple of people come to mind that it seems to me do the exact opposite. They just resign to the fact this is it. It's the same daily grind all the time, almost like a sense of like disempowerment. Like this is just the way it is. This is my life. I wake up at seven o'clock. I do X, Y, and Z, I go to work, I come home, I have my beer or this and that, and I go to sleep and rinse and repeat. It, it, it's kind of like, to me, like, even though they're kind of in the moment because they're not thinking about the future, they're also robbing them of the opportunity to actually craft any of it, right? Like, and to make some certain changes, right? So it's like literally, to me, it just sounded like the exact opposite of just living in the future. It's like ultra in the present, but like a disempowered sort of a way. It's just like, that's what my life is. That's just the way it is. I wake up, I go to work, come home, I sleep, and then rinse and repeat. So in those instances, I do try to introduce some of the cliche therapy kind of things that we do, but it doesn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. You know, we can empower ourselves to like, well, let's consider what your value is. That might be scary because things will may need to change, but let's at Mm -hmm. least explore the distress that you're living under when you say, nah, Things are just the way they are, right? Like that sounds like an enormous amount of distress for me. Uh, So I try to amp that up a little. Mm. So you're you're right. I mean, our our mind could definitely be in the present and just like, eh, it is what it is. It's just kind of getting stuck, you know, like uh, uh, oftentimes, you know, when somebody's in a, in a state of, you know, moderate to severe depression, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's sort of like, it's hopeless. It's sort Mm -hmm. of like, ultra in the moment without the sense of wait a second you know how anxiety is it's activating right like we're activating some other part wait a second i don't like this let me figure this out right like but it's like ultra resignation this ultra disempowerment instead of just that's just it like uh seligman uh one psychologist would talked about learn helplessness right it's just like Mm. that's it this right. is where it is. And I try to, as much as I can, try to challenge. It doesn't have to be that way. does not mean in a black and white sort of a way, move anywhere, do anything. But small, real changes could lead to big benefit down the line. Yeah. And the the one thing that you said before was um, that, that I just want to highlight real quick is um, it can seem a little risky. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, we don't like change. We, uh, you know, many times, and I know you've seen it and I've seen it, um, people would, uh, it seems like prefer stay in uh, the uncomfortable known right. rather than a potentially better unknown, right? And there's and there's tons and tons of examples of, of that. But but yeah, you know, I, I, I think you can make the case that, that many, many, many people are uncomfortable in the moment here and now, and, but would rather stay in that uncomfortable here and now rather than make any sort of tweak or change. Right. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. And that's where the, the, that cliche about baby steps, right? Because you're right. It sort of sounds like it's, I'm here or I need to be over there. But again, that's also not true. 
You don't have to be over there. You could be still over here. They just look at micro changes that you could make. Like I've heard, I spoke to somebody recently, um, an individual that wants to get into exercising. And they said with the, like the iWatches and all this technological stuff, like they even suggest don't do 20 minutes, do two minutes. Yeah. Two minutes of exercise, not yeah. 20, not 40, not an hour. You don't have to, you don't have to go to the gym, just two minutes of getting up, right? Like, and it's just these small, micro, small elements is, is how we get there, right? Like, it's really, to me, like highlighting that element, because I feel like for most of us, uh, myself included, sometimes it's sort of like you're over there, but you're here. And that seems like too big of a leap. And like, nah, forget it. I'm just gonna, I'm okay here. Right. It's. It's too much too soon. Yep. Yep. Right. Like, you know, if, if I tell you that tomorrow I'm going to run a marathon, you'd be like, no, you're not. Right. <laughs> well, hell, maybe I could. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but no, you would say, all right, like run like three miles tomorrow and then work on four next week. Right. Um, so absolutely. Like, you know, in, in all of these changes, um, I think it needs to be uh, baby steps. Right. And well, I guess... Uh, well, maybe maybe this is way too far of a stretch, but I guess I'll throw this out there. Um, I'm almost wondering if that it's kind of a, a a midlife crisis, if you will, because you know I'm looking at my life the way that it is now, and I'm looking at maybe the way that I think that it should be, and mm-hmm. that boy, that is 180 degrees. What the hell am I going to do? A you know, point. how am I going to make that huge leap to you know th- this this thing that I want, and I'm here here where I'm at now. Uh, maybe that's the crisis. That's and, that's such a good way of thinking about it. You know, um, whereas you know, potentially, you know, bring our attention and our awareness to our current state, sort of our, our values, etc., and sort of always kind of having those in mind, and always sort of like tweaking and changing and baby stepping towards them is a is a far more realistic way of going about it, and it doesn't create a crisis. It's not a the alarm bells don't sound off. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I, I really like that because it is true. I'm looking at my life and I'm seeing X, but I want it to be like a B in front of the alphabet. Yeah. And and then it's a crisis because it's almost like a like holding of one's breath of anxiety. Oh my God, this uh-huh. is so different. Well, it doesn't have to be, you have to abandon everything, get divorced, leave this, leave your job, move somewhere. It could really be, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Let me reconnect with my value. Mm-hmm. Or maybe create a value and do little mm-hmm. steps just to move forward. Because a lot of the clients I work with, you know, that sounds great, but they have nowhere, they have no idea where to start because they just fell into this momentum. They learned it from their parents. You go to school, you graduate, you get a job, you work nine to five, you come home, you get married, you have kids. You bet, da, 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 da. This is a great opportunity. And we now more than ever live in the world, which you don't have to live like that. You really have a great opportunity to tap in to who you are and what you want to be and live your life to the fullest. And if it takes you when you're 28 to find out or when it takes you when you're 55 to find out, it's better than never finding out. It's always an opportunity to improve your emotional state at any point in one's life. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a pretty cool call to action for 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 everybody. Right. I, I think everyone really needs to check in with themselves, see where they're at, see see if they're living up to, to their stuff and seeing how we can tweak and change it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and being and being okay with the fact that we can always tweak and change it. And right. and welcoming that. Uh, 
think it's that's pretty great. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and kudos to to some of the listeners who are actually in tune with their value and living their day. Maybe some listeners are going like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Well, good on you. Continue. Yeah, Continue great. living your life in, in the value based way that that gets you closer to that level of consistent joy and for the for the rest of us let's uh, maybe this could be a call to start reevaluating some of it and just keeping in mind it does not have to be a qualitative shift it just could be something that you could do small on a daily basis perfect all right all right very cool <laughs> So everyone, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I know I really enjoyed this conversation today, and I hope that you all did too. Uh, so if, if you like what you heard today, please uh, hit the subscribe button below, and we'll see you next time. This has been the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. See you next time.